All right, we're recording. Yes, sir. Welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Recording this episode a little bit under the weather, but that's fine. November 29th at 8:55 p.m. So that we don't miss any news. Really, I like to time stamp it so that it's not like ah, you you idiots talked about not the biggest thing that happened of the century, whatever. Well, can't go back. Listen, in time. sorry. When, As always, when the, Jason. When Nikita Zadorov gets traded to the Leafs tomorrow on November 30th, we can make an emergency podcast. But until then, well, we, we're not going to talk about it because guess what? We didn't know that it happened. Uh, exactly. And if it does happen, I'm going to look like an absolute genius and go play the lottery tomorrow. And if it doesn't, more than Nikita Zadorov, though. But we'll get into that. In a if second, if it so. if it doesn't, yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. gonna pretend like that never happened. But yeah. All right, so let's get into it. So we had three games this past week: Chicago on Black Friday. We had Pittsburgh, return of the Duba site uh, on Saturday. And then last night, which was Tuesday in Toronto against the Florida Panthers, uh, a record of 1-1-1. Chicago's overtime. Pittsburgh was one goal loss in regulation, blew a one goal lead. And last night two. a little. What? I thought it was two. Two goal lead against Pittsburgh? I thought we went up 3-1. No, we went wrong. No, that's that was a two goal lead blown against Chicago. Mm. My wires crossed mm. here. Yeah. <laughs> so wildly up and down week. I I think this week's performance, how you sum it up, is just based on who who you ask. But my bad, I missed the rest of what we're talking about because we're talking about a lot more than just those games really taking we're going to take a look at the new look lines uh as well as the quarter season grades over performers and ending underwhelming players so yeah calling it like a three up three down thing so i feel like everyone's going to be handing out grades there's only been 20 games played we can't really it's tough to give out like there's a good enough sample to discuss stuff but I mean, to slog through every single player on the team, you probably know about where everyone is anyways, or the people probably know anyways. So, um, yeah, it's before like we Noah even... Gregor. Like, do you want to yeah. hear us talk about Noah Gregor for, for 20 minutes? <laughs> I mean, he has three goals this year in 20 games. He's been solid, but I don't think it's really worth it to... I don't. I don't. I don't think many people want to tune in to listen to a full podcast about a fourth liner that plays ten minutes a game and is really fast and can't finish breakaways. Um, at a wor- finishes breakaways at a worse pace than um, what's his name, Michael Grabner. Actually, uh, yes, legend, For, former legend. But yeah, uh, just one thing though before we dive into stuff, we, we've been getting actually like a decent amount of traction on YouTube. So if you want, to just want to drop a like, drop a subscribe. Uh, really helps show support. If you like the stuff that we do, find us on audio as well. So yeah, make sure you're doing those things. And then just, we're always interacting in the comment section. So just drop a comment. If you want to drop your three up and three down quarter of the way through the season, guys who've overperformed for you or underperformed for you based on your preseason expectations, do that. Uh, then you'll see how, what we think about that and how we would compare uh, in, in those thoughts. So yeah, fire those away. Comment. Yep. And before we get into all of that, uh, we just want to say a sh- quick shout out from our friends at Manscaped. Santa baby, the season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. 
The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. So I, I guess if your bush is too long, nobody's going to sleep with you. That's uh, that, all right. That's true. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that one, but sure. I, I guess I'll take your word for it. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T for 20% plus free shipping. That is 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus or Mr. Claus, we don't discriminate here. Uh, we'll thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, head over to Manscaped. Great stocking stuffer. A lot of great things to pick from there. They had an awesome, awesome Cyber Monday deal. I hope some people took advantage of that where there was 25% off. But you can still get 20% off promo code RINKRAT. Let's get into it this past week. Um, before I forget, I have a couple clips from... I wish I had the Vancouver one too. Actually, no, that's a different topic altogether. So we're good. Um, there's a couple clips I wanted to share. Uh, hopefully we do this a lot smoother than last week. There we go. Entire screen share. So which games would these be from here? These are from, from, it looks like the Chicago game. And I guess the Chicago game with the Pepsi logo there. I really should have that one better. So one from the Chicago game and then two from the Florida Panthers game. So let's get into the Panthers one first. Um, it, this is the Noah Gregor goal. Just going to click play here. He goes on the breakaway, puts his body into the defenseman, cuts them off and goes short side shelf on him. Replay comes again, gets a lot of speed body into the defender and goes short side shelf. I just want to highlight Noah Gregor essentially using, I guess, deception in his body to be able to put the goalie off angle or actually more so off center from the mm-hmm. puck um, to be able to get an advantage on him. So look, so he puts the puck kind of into that pocket, into that triple threat, I guess, if you're into basketball, puts his body into the defender to shield off the, the defender. And as he does that, he's drifting towards his right, but the puck stays towards his left. So Stolars has moment. Stolars, the Panthers goalie, has momentum going towards his glove side or, or Gregor's right side, but he's able to keep that. He's able to shoot that puck as you like, sorry, if you're watching on YouTube, it's a lot better, but Stolers is slowly drifting towards his left side. As Gregor releases that puck, as you can see, uh, Stolers is a little bit off angle, actually a little bit off center and off angle on this one that allows that allows the puck to get by him essentially. Right? So, Keep that in mind there. Top shelf. Beautiful placement, too. And then watch his other goal in the shootout. Crazy that the door was open on this one. It's still <laughs> open. Half the pla- the Florida Panthers players are not on the bench. That was the weirdest game ever. But we'll get into that in one second here. So now watch Noah Gregor's shootout goal. Drifts towards his right, puts it back towards the left. Great release, great placement, right? Let's watch it again. Bang. So from another angle, again, it's the same sort of thing. 
He keeps the puck towards his left-hand side. He drifts his body towards the right, kind of fools Anthony Stolarz a little bit, gets Stolarz moving a little bit, and he's able to open up that short side and just perfect, perfect placement. So you can see in here, right right here, we're going to let it go. He's moving towards his, Stolarz is moving towards his left. The puck goes towards his right, his blocker hand, and it's in the back of the net, right? So what the goalie should kind of be doing on that one is that's where the goalie wants to stay just a little bit below the puck, I suppose you could say, or sorry, outside of the puck, I suppose you could say. So if it's going towards my left, I, I don't want to be directly center with the puck because if that shot comes back the other way or against the grain, such as what we saw with Noah Gregor, I'm going to be moving towards my right. So by the time that puck is shot, I'm still, my momentum's carrying me the other way. I'm now off center. I'm not in position for that puck. And then that's where I want to show the Samsonov goal here. Because I was looking at him like, how did this go in? How did this puck, this is the Chicago Blackhawks' second goal, I believe. I can actually just back it up and we'll see. No, it's the third goal. I'm like, how did this puck go in? It was a bad turnover, 100%. That puck should not have been passed by Jake McCabe. But I was like, how does it, how did this puck go in? Look, he's puck comes up towards. I'm like, he's in pretty good position there. But then when the shot is released, it beats him. Hey, that's mm-hmm. just he flops on it. Number one, just flop. But what can you do? That's Samson off for you. But when you watch, he's center, he's center, he's center, he's center. That puck is released. His momentum carry carries him towards the away from the puck, essentially, and bam, it's in the back of the net. Because if you look, shot there, it's he's center, but as you can see, his momentum's carrying him towards his glove side, and bam, that opens up the blocker side in the back of the net. So just a little something I wanted to share there to kind of show the importance of getting get moving and kind of get the goalie moving as well, as that will open up. It'll open up opportunities to score. Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. I no, I, I like that. I like I like the comparison of the Gregor goals, especially because it was like obviously slightly different situations, right? Having a defender on you is like completely different than just being in that. Well, one was a shootout. Goal. One was a, yeah. one was a breakaway, and then the oh. Samsonov one was off of a turnover. Three completely different situations, but it's all but the same concept, concept where the goalie yeah. has to be a little bit behind the ever so slightly behind the puck. Because I remember my first practice with Laurier, I was too far behind the puck and mm. just far side, every, like bam, 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 bam. Took me after the fifth one. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I have to make an adjustment. Or how yeah, to be so, off this team. No, but it, it was that's actually such a good thing because like um it's crazy that Greg Because did the broadcast that like, will only talk about how far out of his net he is. And it yeah. drives me insane. But yeah. So uh those are yeah, good, the three things you want to see with a goaltender. Number one is how centered they are to the puck, I think it would be. Actually, tied for number one would be how centered they are to the puck. The middle of their chest is uh, directly in line with the puck. Number two is how square they are, how square their shoulders are. So say the the microphone is this, this microphone here, which you can see on YouTube, is the puck. I'm center right now, but I'm not square, right? It's to the center of my chest, but I'm not square to it. I want my mm-hmm. shoulders directly, because I don't even know how to, in Facing line with the puck, yeah, right? Square. And then number three is depth, how yes. far out of the net you are. 
yeah, you rarely get that kind of insight on the broadcast. So I no. appreciate you bringing that out. That was that good. info was the uh, goalie goalie science. The guys uh, Ben Cernick and Jamie Phillips, they're great. Love they it. Te- they, I'm still learning, and I've been playing the position for 20 years. So love it. Shout uh, out to them. Any hit? Yeah, I like it. Let's get game. into the games. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the Panthers game? I want to hear you first. They were fun. Uh, fun thoughts, I guess. Uh, I mean, we all like the, the tweets that were coming out after the first period were pretty insane. I loved seeing the Owen 15 for Austin Matthews while on the ice against the Florida Panthers. I think it was shots for something like that. Um, I didn't read that full tweet. I thought that was just like the team. And then I was, uh, yeah. I'll get into why I missed the first little bit of the game, but yeah. I, I was like, Oh man, they're, they're getting mauled in the first little bit. But and then I was watching yeah. back the, the game again. I'm like, no, they weren't getting mauled that, that bad. They were getting mauled in the first period, but not that, that bad. I, I didn't read the first part saying Austin Matthews. Yeah. That, that was, <laughs> that, that's also like, uh, I don't think that that'll probably be the only time that ever happens ever where Austin Matthews gets outshot like that without ever recording a single tech, like a shot. I don't know if he had like a, a shot attempt. Uh, I don't know if it was a not credited as a shot, but yeah, they got, they got shelled pretty much in that first period there. But I mean, throughout the game, I thought they really brought it back for the second and third period. Right. Even if you want to look at the expected goals, I think the power play helped them to build momentum and like shield off the Panthers too. They got kind of lucky in that regard. Um, And by lucky, I mean like, like when you draw blood, whether a high stick or not draws blood, that's kind of lucky, yeah. right? Like you can well, draw they, a high hey, stick, but then for it to then draw blood, like that doesn't take talent. Hey, it's, it's I mean, listen, they were not even going to call that. So it's like, that was crazy. It was that crazy. Was Anyways, crazy. Um, I, I was just, listen, I was happy to see them come, like come back and show a little bit more un, un, uh, urgency, I guess, in the last two periods compared to the first one. They obviously mm-hmm. got shelled. And then like, like I was about to say, the expected goals numbers, you can see that reflected the, the Leafs. It's almost 50, 50 uh, at five on five there with the expected goals numbers uh, throughout the game, even though they got destroyed, uh, the Panthers put up almost two expected goals in the first period alone. And it was two, two, eight, seven to, for the Leafs to two, seven, one for the Panthers. Um, mind you also, the Panthers did have a lead for a bit. So that may have a score effect on eh, that. Not much, but, like a one but, goal lead. Yeah, I, I I assume there's some score effect for it, but I'm not 100% not much, I don't think. sure, though. Um, but yeah, another th- important thing to note, though, is second period, we like, sorry, halfway through the first period. Uh, so at some point in the first period, lost Mitch Barner, then a little bit later in the game, lost uh, Mark yeah. Giordano. Halfway through uh, the first period, came back for the so, second. Listen, a lot of adversity, let's call it, in the first period. Teams showed that they, they, they could play really, like they could come back from these kind of, bad things that happened mm-hmm. to them and and they ended up scoring a goal tying it up going to overtime i, I didn't realize that the overall mm-hmm. expected goals for it at five on five in this game was in the leafs favor by 51.45 percent. and if you look at like the nhl.com you can see the shot chart there's like literally like 10 10 ish shots from the, the point yeah. of the florida panthers that are just like nothing burger shots but hey they count as a shot that that's why we like to use expected goals right because yeah. that's not that's credited as a shot, just like a, a, a shot in front of the net is credited as a shot. And sometimes it doesn't paint as good of a picture here. Uh, you were at the game yesterday, though. So when I got there, I was I got there just in time. I was, you know, Toronto traffic is what it is. Um, 
And then getting in was a little bit slow. A lot of people were still getting in like as it hit seven o'clock and it took a long, long time. I have no idea why. So the play is going on and they don't let you in when the play is going on. Mm. There wasn't a whistle for seven minutes. It felt like <laughs> I think there wasn't a whistle for either a five minute stretch or a seven minute stretch. So I get to my seat. I'm like, Oh my, I've missed almost half the first period. It was insane. Um, and then to bury the lead, we haven't, finish talking about that game because a lot happened in it but the end of the game being in the building for the end of the game was the weirdest thing i have ever experienced at a game i've been part of two crazy games i went to the tampa bay one where they came back from 4-1 and now this one where they like it, it Pull, pull them out from the ground that point came out from the ground it was dead and they resuscitated it and then they got it back to life, and then Noah Gregor scores while the Panthers are still walking onto the ice. Insane. So what happened was Evan Rodriguez goes down from where I was sitting. You cannot tell if it was a double tap or not. They call it a goal. Okay, Panthers come onto the ice. The Leafs come onto the ice. They're saying good game to the goalies, all that. Good game, good game. Joseph Wool went all the way to the dressing room and took his gloves off. And then, so to get out, there's a big line. Everyone's waiting. You're waiting like in the seats, kind of. You're a little bit away from the seats, but you're waiting at the for the exit to clear up because it's like a big traffic jam. And then all of a sudden, they didn't announce anything in the building. Not, oh, the goal is under review. Nothing. Just uh, after further review, uh, the puck, it was deemed that it was double-touched and we have by the player and we have no goal. So then it's just a mad scramble. Okay, we got to get back to our seats. The game's not over. Somehow, <laughs> this we're not dead here. I, I don't understand how. And then they just tossed, as we're, you're trying to get back to your seat, I was able to see it fully, but they tossed Noah Gregor out there for a penalty shot. Deserved. He had the goal earlier. And then he scores as the Panthers are still coming onto the ice. Right? And then nice. the Leafs make the save as like just the momentum was crazy. And then... It was like game over. Next time, I swear, next next game, I'm going to have to sit in my seat. It's like, um, I, don't, I don't watch many of the movies, really, but apparently with Marvel, you have to wait in your seat for like an hour because they have some special ending bullshit at the end of the movies, some shit like that. Is that the Toronto Maple Leafs now? Are they imitating Marvel? Am I going to have to sit in? Am I going to have to get kicked out by the arena staff? Oh, no, hold on. The ref could be coming back any minute now. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe one day. This might be the one time where that actually happens. That was crazy. That was a lot of fun to watch at home. I can't imagine what it was like in the stadium. Uh, it was funny seeing all the people rush back in to to, to watch the goal. Uh, he didn't goal announce anything. Why would you not? Like they, to be fair, they did not say final score two one Panthers game over. But they didn't announce that the play was under review. Like you're not uh, rock stars. Don't give me an encore. I want to know when the game's over. <laughs> To be fair, the refs were, I mean, it'd be hard to see in the rink, but if you just, if the goal happened, you just got up and left, you would have like, you would have like, fine. They I, signaled I goal every, and the Panthers were all on the ice and then yeah. the Panthers left the ice. The refs were the all, when, when they, when they left the ice, so the refs were all huddled in the corner though, by the booth when they probably should have I'm not staring like at the referees though. All yeah. <laughs> I think they think that, that uh, people are, the but anyways, um, yeah, yeah, it was, again. uh, it was a yeah, a fun fun game. Listen, least one, so I'm happy with it. A lot of people are like worried that about these like 
OT wins and and like shootout wins, non regulation wins. Yeah, gone to like four. bringing up the non regulation loss or like the number of losses in regulation, which there's what only six. Yeah, but which is listen. actually more than you have in regulation wins. Um, I I wouldn't be worried directly because of. I wouldn't be worried because of the regulation wins. Oh, we have we have less regulation wins than the the San Jose Sharks. Okay, they're in a playoff spot technically. The Leafs, the Sharks are nowhere near that. Yeah, but I think it is a symptom of something, and we'll get into it in the player cards. Like I, I think it's. I'm not worried about the number of regulation wins. I don't really give a shit at this point, but I am worried why they don't have that. Right? Same here, and um. I think that's a good attitude to have because, like, again, a lot of people toting on about, oh, I don't care what this team does in the regular season. The regular season doesn't matter. And those same people are the ones who are, like, up in arms about, like, we don't have enough regulation wins against, like, bro, like, what 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 matters to you, right? Like, is it the season that matters to you or does it not matter to you? Make up your mind. Anyways. You got to get to the playoffs first. Oh, right? of course. But, I mean, the, the, Leafs, uh, the Leafs are currently minus 500 on DraftKings to make the playoffs. So if that doesn't tell you something minus 500 to make the playoffs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's it's they're eight points back from Boston and Boston has that. We have two games in hand to Boston. We win right. two games. We're four points back from first in the division. It's only 20 games. In. Very, very early. Go ahead. Why the hell do the Leafs have more games played than the Washington Capitals? What happened in Washington? Why are they not playing hockey there? Uh, the Leafs it, went to Sweden and back, and they have more games played than the Washington Capitals. Yeah, that's so weird. How does that also, make sense? The Capitals and the Senators have eighteen and seventeen respectively. Yeah, it's just the, the, the Senators NHL's at least court. went to they went to Sweden too. Yeah, did, it's weird. Did, did the the league just give the Capitals a week off? What the hell's going on here? Weird, weird scheduling quirks here, but you heard me mention and reference the DraftKings Sportsbook odds for the Leafs to make the playoffs. Listen, if you don't think the Leafs are going to make the playoffs, you can always bet the other side at, I think it was plus 350 uh, here. Don't recommend you placing either of these bets, but just wanted to give people a little bit of context before I get into our sponsors over at DraftKings. Download the app now, and when you download that DraftKings app, make sure you use code THPN because new customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on hockey. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, official betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www188 holy holy smokes i'm all out of sorts here visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK to te- or text hope new york 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boo hill casino and resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources nhl and the nhl shield are registered trademarks of the national hockey league i fumbled through that but we're gonna pretend like i didn't 
But uh, anyways, uh, I mean, we, we touched on the most recent game. I feel like the last last game. Last thing to like, mention from that game is Joseph. Go ahead, Wall. Sorry. Joseph Wool yes. this past weekend. Saturday yes. against the Penguins. I liked his game there. Uh, like there was a couple just weird, weird goals, but those are going to happen. He made some great saves in that one, too. Uh, and then last night, he really kept the Leafs in that one. A lot of chances against where the, the opposing team, good players too, like Carter Verhage, Matthew Kachuk, uh, where they had time and space with the puck and he was able to shut them down. Plays where there was movement, you name it, it came at him and he stood strong. I was so, so happy with how he played last night. It made the game very enjoyable because that could have been out of out of reach pretty quick <laughs> yeah especially yeah, in that he, first period so he, he, he kept us in it and he has got the belt us. yeah damn right deserved it been oh, deserving yeah. it could have could have gone in almost every single game he's played so far but uh it's not how yeah, it he had a little bit of a cool stretch i would say but like other yeah a hundred percent there's been more than a few games where he's really really deserved it yeah um, um but yeah actually uh, if you look was, at it how many games has he stolen like the lightning game came in 29 of 29. You could argue there, stole that one, made some great saves in that one too. Washington was a 4-1 win, but they got outchanced the hell out of them, like debatably there too. The Stars was another fantastic game from him, 4-1 win. Got four goals, but again, had to play fantastic in that one. Uh, and then the lightning 6-5 overtime win, played very well. I don't know about stolen, but played very well in that one. And then I guess this most recent one, the Panthers won. So like at least four or five games where he's been phenomenal in this yeah. one. The, the There was the, the Ottawa game, but like, whatever. We're not talking about that one. Any who we saw some new lines last night. Did we not? Yes. yes. And I want to get into that. And it sucks because we didn't get, I mean, listen, we've seen, these like combinations before, I guess, like yeah, part yeah, of these combinations really before, but obviously that, that those third, that the winger, the third addition to the line is going to be new for these lines here. Um, but yeah, so just going to quickly run through them in case you weren't able to watch the game. It was Matthews alongside, uh, excuse me, nice and, and William Nylander and then John Tavares alongside, Marner. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi and Marner. Um, but yeah, well, I, I wish we got a better look. It, it was kind of a weird game to because Marner went out so early. He did come back, but it, it felt like we didn't really get any consistency with the lines because when he came Your back, the line center also got nine minutes worth of penalties. <laughs> yeah. So that it was, there was a lot of penalty and power play, power play time in like yeah. the time that Marner came back. So it was like we didn't get to see a good look. So like next game should give us that first really good look of these two lines here. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when they kind of switched over to these lines? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree good. with it? Yes. You're good with it? You, you agree with simple. it? It was just yeah. way too stale with Matthews Marner, especially at five on five yeah. recently. Like the Sweden trip, they had their moments and they had their flashes where they looked good, but we're not like, like, I don't know the, the Blackhawks game minus two. I really didn't like their game there. The Penguins game, there were some opportunities like late in the game. Matthew Marner gets it to Matthews one timer off the post. That was the one where John Tavares got completely mauled in front, but 
We're not talking about that. There was a couple, there was one other opportunity early in the game. Marner from behind the net to Matthews. Matthews flubs it wide. Marner had a couple good shots in there as well. There was a two on one. Matthew Nyes tried to stuff it five hole. I wish, oh, that was a really nice play too. Nyes came, like Tristan Jari. Like speaking of three, two, it was a three, two game. The Leafs didn't play that bad in that one, but that this, the two on one I'm talking about right now could have easily been a goal. Tristan Jari played it to a T did not cheat at all. Anticipated the shot really well. It was a low shot along the ice. And with those, if you're not anticipating a shot and you don't drive your knees into the ice, it's easily in the back of the net. I really, and then Jari was able to get the rebound on that one too. So few chances, they were pretty dangerous. I would say, but, you know, I think it was time to switch it over. I mean, we saw last year they did it, and it it kind of sparked some things, and they put it back together, hmm. put them back together, and, you know, like just kind of mix things up. I mean, it just wasn't looking like we had seen in the past. So that's where 100% agreed to, to, to mix it up there. The, the only deterrent was that, like, Nylander, Tavares, Bertuzzi has been looking amazing. So why would you break that up, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and people kind of forget this, but like because last year how it ended with like the lines that it ended with going into the playoffs, uh, people forget that, yeah, we had uh, Marner and Matthew split up for a lot of the regular season. I believe they played almost 50% of the time. Yeah, Yeah, it's almost equal away as they were together. Um, So that's that's something. Um, The lines, listen, Nylander and Tavares' line was cooking, and I guess they broke it up after... Like the point streak was over. I guess that was like the the logic behind it. Wait for that point streak to end. Don't mess with Nylander's flow here. I guess I don't. I don't know. Anyways, I uh, listen. I don't hate this change either. I think that, like you said, Marner has looked stale with that with Matthews. That first line hasn't looked as good as it did last year. I think whenever Marner plays with Tavares, he simplifies his game a lot more and like doesn't do. It's it's a lot more. I feel like it's also a simpler game playing with John Tavares. Right, you kind of have a general idea of where he's gonna be. I'm curious to see what this line is like with Todd Ber- Tyler Bertuzzi. Excuse me. My goodness. My brain is out of whack tonight. Um, but you got nearful yeah. from Keith. It's crazy. But uh, listen, I, Tyler Bertuzzi has been really good for us. I think throughout the season, been very underratedly good for us. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, As I, of late, I'm really been pretty good. Yes. Yeah. 100%. The only thing I'm worried about is this team, like we mentioned, has been more extreme with the. Uh, uh, generating the chances, but also giving up on the chances, giving up a little too much. Yep. Only problem is, is that Nylander Matthews line with Matthew Nyes is not good at all defensively, and it will not be good defensively. That's the, my only fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like listen, Matthew Nyes' defensive game? Not that I don't like the defensive game, but it's just like, I don't think that they, we've seen enough of Nylander and Matthews that they don't put together a good defensive line, I guess, is a, is the best way to put it. So, mm-hmm. and what concerned me was, fuck, I forget, I forget who tweeted this out. Someone tweeted this out, but the D zone usage of this line was just wrong. Like the, the, the zone starts were like one, one offensive zone start for the Matthews line to four, I think going into the third period. Listen, obviously Matt Marner got hurt. Don't has been in, been in and out of the box, uh, including the fight. So not, not just the power play. So he was like literally in the box where he couldn't. Right. So, um, not a lot of opportunity there, so I get it. It could be, but like that's something to keep an eye on there. Like, watch how they utilize the Nylander Matthews line, where they put them out when they have the 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 change. Uh, what which of the these top two lines they 
utilize in the defensive zone, who they like to match up with, right? Because when we have that, when we have that first line of Matthews and Marner, it feels matchup proof and you can throw it out against any line that the other team has. And you want, you actually want to throw it out against the other team's top lines, but it's a little bit of a different story when you, when you're, when you're with Nylander Matthews, right? Do you, how, how do you utilize them, right? Do you utilize them as your first line? You don't care who goes on the ice or do you want to put Marner and Tavares the second line with Bertuzzi uh, against more like the other team's essentially best players? Is that what you'd want to do, right? So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize that going forward. Because again, in this game, obviously not a great sample. They, they barely played together, but in in the short time that they did play together, a, a full expected goal against for the, the Matthews line. One game, don't use expected goals to come to conclusions based off one game. Just a little descriptor of like what happened on the ice when they were there. It's not going to be useful to come to a conclusion here, but it's something to worth noting, something to keep an eye on because, listen, this this line historically has not been good defensively, worse than Nylander and Tavares' line defensively in the expected goals against. So uh, just, yeah, that's the only fear I have is that maybe it'll make us too leaky, but this line is so prolific at scoring. It, it probably just doesn't even matter anyways. I just wanted to share my only cons- like I, I pro this change. I want this change. I know it sounded, I was negative about it, but that was just my only concern. And I kind of wanted to get the, that concern off my chest. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. it's not really been talked about, talked about, excuse me, because of how stale the first line has been. So it's a fair point. And I mean, like when you look at these past few games, like it, it, you needed to make a change. Like, like, of course, when you look at the 100%. Chicago game, like, 100%. you're not going to win too many games. They they lost 4-3 in overtime. You're not going to win too many games when your top line goes minus two. No, no way. No chance. And and it was already happening anyways, which is part of the reason why they made the change, right? We weren't getting the and proper offense. Nothing on the power play. And it was like, getting just, leaky. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just... Listen, Penguins, same thing. There. Nothing from the top line again. Like, yeah. Marner hasn't had a point since the... Marner and Matthews both haven't had a point since the Wild game in Sweden. Yeah. They haven't had a point in North so. America in like a month. Like. <laughs> Actually, probably over a month. That's crazy. That's crazy. I wonder. So. I wonder if. I wonder how they feel about the Sweden game if it kind of throws off their mojo and like because like for Nylander, obviously it's way different for like a guy like Yarncrook or I was gonna say Klingberg, Legison, maybe I don't know guys like that Swedish guys. I'm sure it's different. It would have to be the travel. Everyone has to do the travel. Oh, of Just course. But Willie Nylander was on. But, um, Becca or whatever that show was, and he was hitting on Madison Beers. That he got to see make, his family. That doesn't mean by the time he gets to North America, all of a sudden, you know, his cock's gonna be full of blood and he's gonna be flying out there. Like they all had to do this travel. They all had to play the games, right? No, of like, course, of course. But I'm just, I just mean like going, being able to see your family, playing in front of, like it's just like a good mental boost, I think, yeah. more than anything. Um, but then you gotta come back or, and play games. That's the thing, right? So. Imagine that without the mental boost of seeing your family, seeing people like who you grew up with and were friends, right? So it's yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure I don't know. Anyways, playing in Toronto in with this hyper focused <laughs> nonsense. Um, yeah, but anyways, yeah, it's a good point defensively. I did want to reference something before I forget. I Something's not. Anyways, uh, Justin Bourne wrote an article today. Obviously, my phone's a piece of crap and it's not working anymore, but. He, what he mentioned in it was like the Leafs defense overall was what the article was about. And he mentioned some interesting stats here. As of now, the Leafs are 11th in limiting possession time against, thanks in part to the decent breakout rates that they have. Not bad, right? Yeah. But what does that mean, once though? they're in, 11th in possession, like limiting oh, possession oh. time against. 
Okay. You got it? Yeah. So possession, like the other team having possession in the Leafs zone. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're 11, the Leafs are 11th best at that. Okay. Yeah. Once they're in their own zone, 23rd in allowing slot shots from the sl- shots from the slot. 27th in slot shots coming off the rush. 20th in slot shots off the four checked against and 27th in D zone denials. So yeah, a lot of work to do. That's not just the defense itself, but it's also the four that's, you know, helping out as well. Yeah. That's a structure thing. That's it's it's not, something I mentioned like defense. Again, in the Chicago game, it was very, very prevalent in the second half of the game, their ability to kill four checks or sorry, kill cycles is horrendous there's just way too many extended possessions in the uh, in the defensive zone where forwards are not getting to the boards on time and killing possessions there the defense are slow too so they're not killing possessions along the boards like teams are just cycling the puck along the boards cycle 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 when something opens up throw it on net and you're gonna get lucky right yeah that's something that they need to address um i don't know why i came to that thought thinking of the first line adding well, Nylander to it and such, but it doesn't matter. Well, the, I think this is kind of an extension of the new lines though, because we're going to be seeing new defensive lines now because Mark Giordano might be hurt for, we don't know how long he might be. It might be a short-term yeah, thing. It might be a long-term that. thing, but that's right. At, that's like what? Three, five, six, seven games right after we get Jake McCabe, who was also hurt for a long stretch of time. So that was like yeah. the third, I don't want to call it major or fourth, I guess, major defensive injury to this team where, a guy who you guys you came into the season expecting to be on your six guys you expect to be your six your defensemen six, yeah. are going to miss probably five to ten games, right? And Lilgren's out, Klingberg, whatever. That's a different story. He's hurt though, um, and McCabe missed this yeah. time. Now we have Giordano in here. Like we're going to be seeing new stuff, but it's good because again we saw uh, Simon Benoit and we saw. Uh, Lag is saying like th- those guys are good enough. So like, hey, like it's good enough, but it's just uh... <laughs> good enough playing eleven minutes a game. Yeah, listen, it's good enough sure. playing eleven minutes They're, a game. They, but... they did. They played well in their minutes. Eleven minutes. Connor Timmins has not been playing very well. I am yeah. not like that. I really think he could have used a conditioning stint before coming back, but whatever. It's going it to it it be interesting because I feel like he. Now he can't. He can't take yeah. a conditioning stint. He's going to be thrown into the fire now. He has yeah. to. Right? I wonder He's where like... they play McCabe. If they put him back to left side or right side, who they like more. I have a fleeting suspicion it's going to be Benoit left, McCabe right. Um, but So wait, what, what would the, the six defensemen look like then with Mark? It would be Riley, now? Brody, Benoit, McCabe. McCabe. Yeah. And then... Lagason and Lagason, Timmons, something like that. Okay. Do you think Lagason and Timmons as a pair would work? Yeah, I think it'd be. Well, it didn't when they tried it, but I'm willing to try it again. Uh, The the one thing that I will say from watching this past weekend, especially, well, not even that, just from this overall year, I think the Leafs need to find a way to get TJ Brody to the left side. Going. He looks yeah. wildly uncomfortable on the right side. His touches going from backhand to forehand are not clean. His touches uh, on like when, when the puck is chipped in and he's trying to recover it and he's under pressure, he's rarely making the right move. And it's, is, is he a touch slower is, you know, he had a really, really tough summer emotionally. I will say that. And 
it's not going to help, but yeah, that's where I, I think he'd be much, much, much more effective on the left side. Right. And then who knows, maybe Jake, like Jake McCabe has looked okay at times on the right side. Hopefully he can keep that up. It's interesting that you say that. Um, never thought about bringing Brody over to the right side, but it seems like of all, like just to like kind of transition this the to, side, yeah. sorry, the left side. Yeah. Did I say right side? Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Bring him over to the left side. But if you think, I believe a lot of the D that are being talked about on the market, other than the obvious, um, Tanev is a righty. Tanev is a righty. Zadorov's a lefty, but Andrew Peak, who's been, I don't know if, I don't listen. He's I don't a know righty, if he's, right? Yeah. He plays I on the right side. Um, he's not playing right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, they have him scratched. So I don't know if that's for trade. I like, listen, I'm, I it's assume not for trade purposes. they squeeze not. They oh. got, they added, um, Damon Severson and they added, uh, what's his name from Philly. And then Wierenski was out all of last year. So that's how peak was able to play a lot. Right. Oh, also I they see, sucked. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, well, I mean, Listen, now this year, all those guys are back, so he's not playing very much. People's people, I mean, he plays big minutes. I don't know how he's like, he didn't look good in the big minutes. He could be like a Cody CC guy where people are like, he plays 23 minutes a night, so he should be fine in a third pairing role. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I haven't watched him play at all, so I couldn't really tell you. Who says that uh, about Cody CC? When the Leafs first acquired Cody CC, that was like the logic behind it is that really. Yeah, you'll be fine. If you put him in a third pairing role, he'd be okay. That's a lot, a lot of with Riley. Also, he he just sucked. I just knew that he just he's season. just bad. Yeah, that's the thing. He's played great bad. for Pittsburgh somehow. Renaissance here. Yeah, it's but, crazy. But uh, anyways, do you want to get yeah. into the quarter season? Yeah, let's get let's get into the quarter season. Let's do it. The three up, three downs. Before we do, obviously, you want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors over at Raycon. Listen, Black Friday deal just ended, but Raycon is still running their early bird black friday deal even though it's past black friday listen you're gonna get a, a, a deal regardless right so if you're looking to shop for the holiday season it's never too early to start your holiday shopping it's actually too late to start your holiday shopping right now if you haven't already so get get on it's right now go to raycon.com check out their early black friday deal i don't know why they call it the early black friday sale it's just it's just an extended sale they're gonna keep a really long sale going for a really good time Everything in stores, minimum 20% off. Bunch of things are 50% off as well. So you're going to get anywhere between 20% off to 50% off uh, of across a wide variety of items throughout the entire store. Minimum 20% off. You heard us talk about here all these Raycon products before. They're in-ear buds, which you know are pretty, pretty, pretty good, as our friend likes to say here. Uh, they made a name for themselves in the audio space with those earbuds. 32-hour battery life, perfect in-ear fit. Good stuff for that everyday comfort this year as well. They've expanded not only into the audio space, but they're also looking at the home audio space with the Raycon home, the Raycon power tech. They also have tons of five-star reviews for their charging cables. The magic 180 is a great one has can charge iOS can charge micro USB can charge type C. If you're in a relationship with someone who has an iOS and you have or Android, guess what? Get this. You guys can charge, uh, you guys can bring one charger on vacation. You'll be a okay here. They also have a faucet filter, ultra ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. Must have for ensuring that the water you use to brush your teeth and wash your face is actually clean. Uh, Raycon is delivering high quality 
and thoughtful features in their products at half the price of the premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of reviews, five-star reviews, excuse me, over the past couple years to get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit. Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds, save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20% to 50% off site-wide. That is buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% on these Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Let's get into our... Report cards, not really report cards. Are th- I, I'm going to call up, them three, three up, down. three down. Three up, three down, right? How do we want to start this? Do we want to start with the downs? Do we want to start with the ups? And if you're listening, head over to our YouTube channel and comment your three ups, three downs. Three guys you feel like overperformed preseason expectation. Three guys who are, who are up at the, hot, at the top of the mountain here for the Leafs so far this year. And then three guys who are down, who are in the dumps, who need to pull themselves out, who need to do better. You comment, you tell us, you let us know. See how they compare to ours. Um, so let's start with the negatives so we can end with the positives. Is that a good idea? Yeah, whatever. Sure. All right. So do you want to give your three? Do you want to go one by one? Or do you? how do you want to do this? Let's do one each. One each? Okay. And if, if we take one from another, we'll just, we'll just let it ride. Yeah, we'll so, do one each sneak draft. Um, my one up is definitely has to be Joseph Wool. Okay. I mentioned it earlier. He has stolen a more than a handful of games and played fantastic in a handful of games. Um, one, I mean, one or two starts in there where it didn't look great. I mean, the Ottawa game was the only one really that I had a problem with. The rest of them, really, really good. Especially when you look at like since that first goal against Minnesota, he's been phenomenal since then. Mm-hmm. I would say. I wonder how they're gonna you like manage him. I I would. I think they're going to give Samson off the start Thursday and then Wool the start against Boston on Friday. That would make sense to me. And that's what honestly I think they should do. Uh, but yeah, my one up Joseph Wool. I also have Joseph Wall on my list as one of my one ups here. He's been like, listen, I, I'm not, uh, it's tough. It's tough to evaluate goaltenders, but I mean, nine sixteen save percentage started 12 games for the Leafs 10 for Samson off. So he seems to have, taken over in quotations of the crease. And I think that was to be expected. He looks really, really good in the net. Listen, there's not more I can say. I mean, I, I love his game. I'm happy. And like, man, he is the absolute light at the end of the tunnel for this team. If there's ever a dark patch that you feel like this team is going through, like just know that there you potentially have a goalie who could steal games for you, which was very, very hard for this team to come by for the last couple of years, right? So uh, last year you got him. Yeah, plenty of goalies of have stolen. plenty plenty of goalies have stolen games. Not none of them look like Joseph Wall. That's like he seems Matt like Murray he had a forty four game forty four safe shutout last yes, year. Yes, yes, but that's Matt Murray, right? Like I'm not talking about these flash of the pan performances. I mean, like this guy is like actually good. Like that's yeah. the thing, right? Like I think he's actually going to be a good goalie, and I think he listen. I don't, I don't know much about goaltending, yeah. but this he, the way he plays to me seems like a guy who can flirt with a one. I said this before. One day he like people might consider him a top 15, maybe flirt with a top 10 goalie at some point down the sure, road, hopefully yeah. praying for that. He's got um, the tools to do so. So yeah. Uh, how, how are we going to do? So, okay. Three up, three down. So you, I'll, I'll give the next one, I guess. 
yeah, or on. one of one of three because I also had Joseph Wall. My second one would have been Todd. Oh my God, I did Tyler. again. Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh my God, really? Uh, I I'm I'm really listen. I I really like the way that Tyler Bertuzzi's played with the Leafs. Listen, it's been a bumpy ride finding him the right fit to be to kind of the right fit for him to be like mm-hmm. line wise, right? We just kind of bounced around, bounced around between the first line, went to the second line, looked good with the second line, but he's consistently leading this team and expected goals for percentage, which is something I'm keying sure. in on and focusing on uh, consistently among the highest game after game. I believe he's, do you have the number in front of you? Do you know what it is? He's third right now on the team, which I wrote in my notes, but third, could, really in expected goals percentage. Yeah. 64.15%. Second. 64.15%. Listen, winning winning his minutes like the most important thing. But on top of that, I've loved his watching his game, watching the product he's put together on the ice with this team, giving us that little bit of bite. I know it's a little cliche, but uh, most, impor- most important thing not other than the bite and the annoyingness and the peskiness to play against is how hard, hard and aggressive he forechecks and like mm-hmm. not like hard hitting, but just like pesky kind of forechecking, you know, like hit like. People are gonna like be weirded out when I say this, but like the way he attacks the pucks, similar to what Marner does, is very good at gaining body positioning and using his stick very, uh, like in a smart way, in an efficient way, not to just waste energy and waste swinging your stick. Really like his game, like how he fork checks, like how he plays in the defensive zone. I like his game all around. Happy to see him. Uh, people were kind of clowning on him to start the year. It didn't really look like some people didn't really look like a good fit. I think he's been really good. And I think he's kind of. Don't want to say exceeded expectations, but he's kind of been right where I've expected him to be, and he, he, I'm happy yeah. with how he's looked with the team so far. It's it's interesting you say that, and I'm going to phrase this in a couple different ways because number one, Tyler Bertuzzi before the year we projected over 60 points. He yes. has nine points in 20 games so far. He has yes. three in his first 12. Since then, he has six in his last eight, and he's looked fantastic on the wing with. With Tavares, he simplified his game. Before that, like he wasn't putting up points. He was doing some things well, but trying to force some plays. P- bounces weren't going his way, et cetera, et cetera. The reason I wouldn't put him in the up, I realized the on-ice numbers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like he's at 64%. There are some superstars on our team that are below 50. Yes. Too many. Yes. Right? But like the nine points in 20 games is where I wouldn't have put him in that top three. 7% on ice shooting percentage. Just going to leave, we're going to leave that there. Do with that what you will. He's Um, on the up and up for sure. I think that'll, yeah, that number will, will change. He's below a point every other game. However, you know, for a guy that had such lofty expectations, he's playing with Matthews Marner to be less than a point every other game, you know, that's, you know, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Leaves a little bit to be desired. So, yeah. Um, But I, I've, I've liked the body of work that he's put together and I think he's fit well with the team so far. So, yeah. um, Just need to adjust my camera. Yeah. So do you want to go with the last one here? The most obvious one? Sure. Most (laughs) obvious one. Yeah. Uh, I guess you go William Nylander. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to go. I I, no, I go. don't know why I did. I missed the forest. Uh, I missed the trees for the forest. What's the the saying? Forest there? for the trees. 
I missed the forest, missed the forest for the trees, for the and trees. I was going to be like, Callie Yarncroc has really surprised me, which she has. Yeah, that's he fair. had that mystery injury, and it was like, oh, Callie Yarncroc is dealing is with getting trauma. Like he's he trained. He's not playing for this team anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that's what, what I seemed like. Guy yeah. had bonitis suddenly, and then was one injury away from not making, like somehow not making the team. Yeah. And now, up and down the lineup has been pretty darn solid. He's been he's been a great secondary scoring ad. So shout out Callie Arncroft. He's an honorable mention in this because number one has to be William Nylander, 27 points this year. Uh, we did that whole episode where we just slobbered it all on him. He's getting bazillion dollars on his next contract. He has zero points since that, that podcast was released. So sick. Gentle has one since then as well, or maybe two, he maybe more, honestly. Leaf. Yeah, I don't know. I just know he scored against. Anyways, <laughs> and missed an open net, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Did Sam Reinhardt actually almost scored the shoot? Scored in the shootout last night. So that's yeah, sick. I, I, no one are lucky. He later hit three posts on one shot. That's that's that was crazy. That was crazy. And hit a post last night too. <laughs> yeah. Did he hit two nuts. on that same play? He hit the inside uh, of the post, and then he got the puck back in the slot. And I don't know. I think he, that shot got stopped or whatever, but not sure. Anyways, doesn't matter. William Nylander has been hot, hot as hell. His agent, Louis Gross, is counting his millions. One, two, three, four, five, ten, twenty. 20. Uh, yeah. The ability to create offense on his own is his ability to make others better has been on full display this year. He's been fantastic. I will say, though, a surprisingly low amount of five on five points. Only 11, but yep. dominates three on three overtime. Been good on the power play. So can't complain. Yeah. And expected goals numbers for William right Nylander last year through the first 20 games, he was at 55.74. Not bad. This year, 57.27. However, his goals for number at five on five, can you guess what that is? Goals for percentage at five on five this year. Five on five this year. Let's call it 58%. 40, 48%. Ooh. Yep. All right. Kind of crazy well, when you look at it. Anyways. Going to have to William dig Nylander. deep into that. Bit so our MVP this season. That's our three. Yeah. Our three up are, well, yeah, his on ice save percentage is like, it's like the average save percentage in the 70s or 80s actually sorry i should say but our three up are william nylander joseph wall tyler bertuzzi um do you have any uh what's it called honorable mentions should i say max domi or no i mean i already said I guess it yes you can maybe he's an honorable mention i don't know it's good. It feels good to have like an actual third line center. No offense to David Camp. It's not David Camp. So that was the only thing I wanted to put in there for maybe. Yeah. I don't know if it was an up. I don't know if it was He's, a down. He's uh, fifth on the team in five on five points with nine. He's got hey. nine assists at five on five, which does that lead? He's tied for the leaf, le- the lead on the Leafs. He's fun to watch. I think that's that's the biggest thing. When He's he interesting. Let me talk to center. I want to talk go, about go, him go. for one second here. That is the weirdest there's the weirdest conundrum going on right now with Max Stoney, especially on home ice because we brought in Ryan Reeves, who the boogeyman when I was at the game last night and Ryan Reeves was lining up, people were in anticipating, Oh, oh even though he did nothing, <laughs> it, nothing happened. I don't know why they got so excited, 
Max Domi, though, like the, it's a sleepy game. They're not playing well. He tries to get the boys into it and takes a double minor. <laughs> Four minutes on one play and then tries to fight Sam Bennett. Bald head Sam Bennett beat the shit out of him so badly it did not fire anyone up. I promise you. It was just like, okay, okay, Sammy, Sam, please stop wailing on Max Joe. It didn't fire anyone up. It was a great attempt, but it didn't fire anyone up because you're like, this guy's dead. He's on the ice. Sam Bennett's just filling his face in. It was like, oh. I was waiting for you to tweet the bald, bald, bald. My phone was like 1% battery. I wasn't tweeting anything last night. Sorry. I was waiting for that. Um, all right, let's get into the three down. Uh, and then the other one, sorry, oh. the last thing on Max, so the Ian Cole instigator too. Like, that's a lot of penalties, right? He takes, he's been taking a lot of penalties, but you really do have to appreciate the effort to try to juice the boys. Unfortunately, it's a little misdirected and it's yeah. costing the Leafs, but... You know, booing the refs does get the crowd into it a little bit. So in a roundabout way, it's hurting the team, but he's also helping them. Yeah, It's really funny, though. It is really funny to think about. He tries so hard to juice the team and get everyone going. I'm going to fight Sam Bennett. It's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> we're, we're on the PK now. Yeah. Thanks, Fax. Yeah. You got to appreciate it, though. Anyways, uh, three, three up or three yeah. down. I just want to say in season, I, I don't, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like yeah. I don't, as long as he doesn't playoffs do it from that. playoffs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go with three down right now. I will start. Cause you started last time. First one, most disappointing for me. It has to be Mitch Barner. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Not most disappointing, but like, I think the most prolific that is being one of them. Listen, sure. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Because listen, and when you're, when your game is a two two hundred foot game and like that's your identity, uh, and I think honestly Mitch Marner's goal in his career is to win a Selkie as a winger, which is very hard to do, but I think he could do it. Like I think he's put together yeah. really good seasons. He could have done it, like especially with Patrice Bergeron out of the NHL. The field is a lot more open now. Um, but listen, like just hasn't been himself lately, and I, I mean, hopefully this changing in the line uh, fixes him a bit, but. I can't really pinpoint what exactly it is, but listen, he's not, he doesn't usually lose the expected goals battle, but he is and expected goals for expected goals. Excuse me. Uh, relative to the rest of the team is not, not very good, which is not something that you want to see from Mitch Marner here and his expected goals so, against relative. It's where is it? Oh my goodness. I'm trying to find it. It is scoring chances yes. against her up shots against her up. Uh, those are relative numbers. Like, yes, they're in the, the bad zone, I suppose. Yes. You can call it compared to last year. Last year, through 20 games, 55.118% expected goals for this year, 48.58%. Um, goals for are also down just tremendously to his point total it, at five on five, I believe is actually, I've got it right here. I don't know why I got off of it. At five on it five this year, 13. he has thirteen points in twenty in twenty games. That leads yeah. the Leafs, right? Yes. Sounds like it's going not bad. However, oh, there it is. Twenty twenty two, he was at eleven. 
So he has two more points at five on five through 20 games this year. However, when you dive into it statistically, listen to this shit. Through 20 games last year at all situations, Mitch Marner had points in 18 of them. Not bad. Through 80 games last year, Mitch Marner had points through in 66 of them. So 14 games without a point. This season, through 20 games, Mitch Marner has a point in 12 of them. Interesting. Six so it's like a cluster thing. Games, yes. Maybe that, that's he why I feel like he's... Two games. He has four multi-point games, which actually last year through 20, he had five, but he didn't have any... I don't think last year through 20, he had any... Yeah, none over none over two points through the first four, uh, 20 games, that is. This year, he has those two four-point games that are really, really holding him up. It's inconsistent this year, that's to the say problem, the least. Like what I'm noticing, entries and chances created off of entries seem to be way down. Just I don't have the numbers from eye test. He's not creating any turnovers. He's having a real tough time getting himself the puck. And he seems hesitant to carry the puck into high danger areas. Like there was a couple times against Pitt, he got the shot off and it was like, oh, I got to attack the scoring area. But like, it seemed like a hair off. It's, it's there's mm-hmm. something mentally, you know. It just doesn't seem right. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, it but yeah, that, off. that was yeah. a great, yeah. I like, I appreciate that. That was a good breakdown. You kind of, I passed the ball to you and you dunked that shit hard. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Mitch any, Marner, any consistent mentally seems to be off just an off sort of season so far. Numbers are down. Everything's down, but hopefully with the cage, cage to Mitch <laughs> the Marner, cage well. brings him back. I love that. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, bring him back to his roots. May, simplify his game a bit. Make him feel like a little bit more like a kid back when he played. Long time ago. Anyways, uh, you have one down. Who's your down? Uh, I don't want to go with this guy because okay. he had such a tough off season. That's the issue. Okay. Uh, but he's the guy that sticks out the most. That's the issue. TJ Brody. Like I'll say it. What I was going to say that. TJ Brody. What happened this summer to TJ Brody? His father passed away. Mm-hmm. It's just massive, massive part of your life. Passed away. His wife also got diagnosed with ALS. I don't know when, but his wife was diagnosed pretty recently with ALS. That's brutal. Like, some things are bigger than hockey. He's 35 years old, too. Just couldn't, like, it's 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 terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. But TJ Brody, and it, it's shown in his play. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I, I I I don't think he's been that that good this year. I, I'm curious to see if he lost the step. Uh, who was it on? Someone on Twitter brought this up. It was Jay Fresh on Twitter brought this up. Actual good use case for the NHL edge data potentially maybe with what we have right now is just seeing like players' average speed and top speed. If we start to see it taper off, if that can align with our views on a player losing a step. That's actually a good use case. Did not think of that. Got to fully credit him for that because that I think that's actually a, a pretty good example of like a, a a way to use that edge data and have it be somewhat 
uh, yeah, I can't find the right words for it, but Hopefully. you know what I'm trying to say here. So, right. and I'm, I'm, and I want to look into that. I'm going to look into that for next episode here because maybe, maybe that's what happened here. Maybe he loses a half step, half second of half, a uh, half. Could be. Whatever. I mean, you're a bit slower to get to the puck. You're slower to make that decision. He feels like he's slower yeah. though. That's that's part of the thing, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like it feels he's like his slower. touch is off to me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I think I think you're right with the left hand, the the left side thing, because. Usually yeah. when he gets on that left side, he gets more of a feel for the puck. You get like, instead of having to like receive the it's puck easier. on your backhand every time, exactly. definitely easier on him. So don't want to rag on him, especially yeah. with what's happened to him. But yeah, I agree with you with TJ Brody. He was also on my list. Uh, do you want to take away the last one or do you want me to go for the last one? You go. All right. I don't know if you're, I think this is going to be fair, but like, especially maybe this is recency bias. Cause my God, Ilya Samsonov. Not not been good this year at all. I all last and I think yeah. the biggest thing was his last game. He looked like beyond cooked. Like that game was not good for him. He looked really cooked in that game, yeah. and it was really personally really hard to watch because it was frustrating. Because and, and uh, it, last game was the Chicago game, right? Yeah. So last yeah, game Chicago, he gave yeah. up. He had it that goal even, where he was down even before the shot came yeah. off the rush too. I when you showed, I had yeah. not seen that before. That was off the net, whatever. I don't care about off. He didn't even react. Yeah. He just dropped in his butterfly and just sat there. It was like, where do you think you are right now? We're starting to see more bad habits creep in. Mentioned this with Ben Cernak on Twitter. The blocker down RVH in situations when you should absolutely not have the blocker down in the RVH. Almost like there was a play came from behind the net to in front in the circles area. He had the blocker down RVH. He shouldn't have. And then the shot came. He was luckily able to correct himself, but it makes that short side blocker more open. And it takes that extra second to get your blocker up from off the ground into position to make that save. I don't know why he started doing this. I don't know where it came from, but here's the thing with this. A lot of people were saying, oh, arbitration, Samsonov, he says these cool things in interviews. This is not going to affect him. It obviously has. <coughs> Sorry, you're good. It, uh, it, uh, right. Yeah, like it. Ha- it has. It has to be. Like that's feels like the only thing that's changed, or it's just streak of unluckiness. Like, because I don't know. I hate doing There's the mental. Too many games where it's like, what the hell are you doing? It, he looks like he flops. Like that's the. It's just so. Floppy. That's always been like, his thing. But the thing, yeah, the but, issue that I've had, it's not been like so oh, crazy. the first game against Montreal. I was like, oh man, like tips screens all this bullshit it's like ah it's it's just tough environment to play in there's just mistakes there's just blatant mistakes like why why are you making the save selection here why are you doing this like i understand the defense is not as good as last year and that could probably be bringing out his weaknesses more so but like Mm. this is just blatant horrible hockey we've gotten a couple good games out of him Boston, he played well. Detroit game, he played okay. I'll give him that one. Um, there was one more in there. I can't remember which one. I'll try and look at his game log. Somehow he has one regulation loss. Yeah, I don't get <laughs> that. An 874 save percentage, he has one regulation loss. Oh, Vancouver. Yeah. He played all right against Vancouver. Yes, yeah. I mean, in, in, the, re- in, in the games that weren't regulation loss, is uh, he, the team just scored yeah. a, a buttload of points so that's true yeah. like the chicago game like i don't want to blame him for about how many good saves did he make in that one 
gave up the shitty one. There was another it one. Where like was, a lot. Yeah, the other couple goals were like like the overtime goal. Can't fault him there. The goal off turnover. Okay, it's off a turnover, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. But you you didn't make any good saves in that one. You didn't really help out the team in that one. So yeah, and there goes a point out the window. But still early. Yeah, he can he can rebound. He can rebound. I believe that he will. I believe that. I hope to hell that he. Rebounds. I'm I'm starting to. I'm honestly starting to worry. But yeah, I hope he does too. Yep. Still the same body. Still the same human that posted a nine nineteen last year. <laughs> Remember that. I when you say that. Yeah. Uh, I will say with. So that was our third down. So we have. Mitch Marner, TJ Brody, Ilya Samsonov. I don't know why I didn't say Samsonov. I don't know why I totally froze and forgot about him. I <laughs> want to bring up some numbers about Austin Matthews. I mentioned him about Mitch Marner. The honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. Austin Matthews is like second in the league in goals, third in the league in goals, whatever. Mm-hmm. Same thing as Marner. Up and down to no extent. Oh, my goodness. Through, what did he play, 70-some-odd games last year? I don't know why I did, forgot to count that part. He had 56 games with points last year. Through his first 20 last year, which he started a little bit slow, he had 15 games where he had a point. Do you know how many games he has points in this year? I'm going to say 15 games he had a point last year. Let's say he had 12 games this year with a point. 10. He has 10 games with points. The the thing that's keeping him afloat in terms of like his numbers is the fact that we have so many three and four point games. Yeah. That was like, like we saw with Mitch Marner. Oh, that it's, it's reversed. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, what am I looking? Oh, this is 2022. That makes more sense. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, he has first two games, three points in each of them. And then he had a, two-point game in here he has two more three-point games in here but then the number of zeros just kills you and that's where i think is a big part of why this leafs team has been so frustrating this year it's like half the lineup plays well one game and then they play like absolute dog shit in the other and then Mm -hmm. half the lineup plays well in this other game and then you can't get a save. You can't get this. You can't get that, right? Like, you look at that Ottawa game. They lost 6-3. It felt like a catastrophe at the end of it. They outplayed Ottawa in that one. You couldn't buy a save, though, in that one. And I don't believe Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner did dick all in that one. But you got a great goal from their third line. So it's like, what? It's, 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 that's what's been so frustrating this year, right? Like, yeah. No, yeah. I feel, I feel you. I can I like I'm I'm also kind of frustrated with how the the lack of performance, I guess. Yeah, consistency. And then on top of that, so yeah. we brought it up earlier with the regulation wins. I want to like maybe we'll close off on this, but maybe yeah. we won't. Who fucking cares? <laughs> with the Leafs this year, like they have five regulation wins. Is that a concern? Is that not a concern? They only have six regulation losses. They have 10 total wins. Just like you're, I'm looking through the games here. So we started with Montreal. How did that Montreal game go? It was a disaster. They somehow won. They somehow squeaked it out, but that was a total disaster. They went down and then they needed, 
six on five and power play time to, to make it up. And it was just like, uh, uh it was a mess. It yeah. Mess. It looked, it felt like, you know, those, that contest in, in Europe where they roll the cheese down the, the hill and then people have to chase the cheese wheel. Yes. Yes. Felt like that. Yes, yes. Anyways, going on to the wild, that one felt like it was a good game, right? They were up, uh, 4-1 in that one. Things were rolling. They gave up two quick ones. The 7-4 game end. You get you get the regulation win. But do you see a pattern there? Oh, okay. Gave up a couple quick ones, right? Blackhawks yeah. lost. Panthers lost. Whatever. Lightning OT win. What happened in that one? Went down early. Had to scratch and claw your way back into that one. Somehow gutted it out. Okay, feel good win. Capitals and Stars, you got outplayed in both of those games. You got good goaltending, though. Those are regulation wins, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Predators, OT loss. They played pretty well in that one, I will say. Kings, that was disappointing. Shootout loss against the Bruins. What happened in that one? Went down two against the game that you really should have took advantage of the Bruins. Then scratch and claw, and you get back in. And it, like, it was a Riley inside of the post in overtime. Like, could have went either way, right? Sabres game, another clusterfuck, 6-4 loss. Could have went either way in that one too, but again, like, and then Lightning 6-5, I'll rattle these off. Lightning 6-5 win in overtime, another clusterfuck. 6-3 loss against the Sens. 5-4 shootout win against the, the Flames. What happened there? You gave up the lead. 5-2 Canucks win. Regulation, yay. Red Wings, 3-2, the last regulation win. 3-2. Probably should have went to overtime in that one. <laughs> Another cl- a little another little bit had to scratch and claw your way back into it. Wild 4-3 win in overtime. What happened in that one? You let them back into it. Uh, Blackhawks OT loss. Again, you let them back into that one too. You were up 3-1. Penguins, you were up 2-1. Yeah, I could have won. Yeah, I don't know. That was a whatever game. And then last night had to... Yeah, you know, last night... I don't know. I don't even know what to think about last night, but anyways. it was there was a lot, lot to think about. Listen, the, the quarter. If you listen to the trend there, though, that I'm trying to bring up, there's a lot of games where you either let the other team back into it because you give up a lead, or you go down early because you didn't start on time, and you have to scratch and claw your way back into these games. Is that a symptom of what Justin Bourne said in his article? They're not. They're limiting time of possession in the defensive zone, but they're not limiting chances. They're not killing cycles. So that's where I think the regulation losses is a, a regulation. Lack of regulation wins is a symptom of poor defensive play overall from the Leafs right now, yeah. because you're either going down early or you're letting teams back into games and you can't play with the lead. And I think that's, that's a fair assessment that you've come up with there. I think that's very fair, honestly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. all I had. I think the most thing. important thing, though, is that we're still, again, quarter of the way through the season. So, in a playoff spot, luckily. Yeah. yeah. But so, four. Listen, we win two games. We're four games back from the Boston Bruins. Or sorry, four wins four back points. from the Boston. Four points. My, go- I'm so tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's been a tough day. Anyways. Oh, good. So. Now you got to win with no Lilgren, no Giordano. <laughs> it's okay because tomorrow morning when we wake up, we'll check our phones and see that the least trade for Nikita Zdorov and someone else as well. That's not going to be enough, but sure. 
<laughs> Before we head out, I just want to remind everyone tomorrow or Thursday when you're probably listening to this, uh, please play the Kraken 7 p.m. at home. Two-game little homestand here because then they go off play some play play the Bruins, excuse me, on Saturday. Then we'll be back here Wednesday right before the Thursday game between the Senators and the Leafs. Leafs go on the road to the Sens. So, yeah. Asked you. That's all I had for today. Same Got here. Anything else? Cool. That's it for me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go, Leafs, go.